0: Okay, we are in Sefer Malachim, Aleph, Perik Vav, Pasuk, um, y- let's say Yud Zion, but I would like to revisit Perak Malachim Aleph, Peret Bav, uh Pasuk Zion again. Is Vahabayas Bibonoso Evan Shlema. We learned that the stones, Vahabayas Bibonoso Evan Shlema, Masa Nirvana, that when they took the stones from the quarry, it was built with stones Masa Shlema. They were finished at the quarry and there was neither. Makabos, hammers, guards, and axes. Kolchli Barzel steel. Lohoya, hoya nishrab abayis Was not heard. There was no use of metal tools. So the first part is the stones. The stones we know were gigantic stones, 16 to 20 feet. We are told that because. Of the construction, what they would do was not using metal. And let's get to that. The basis of not using metal comes from Parshish Yisro, where the posuk says in Perichov Bez, uh, the Im. Says the Pesach, If you're making an altar of stones, this is in the Mishkan, Do not build them with hewn stones. Because you have raised your sword upon it and desecrated it. In other words, the Mizbeach was to be a monument, as it were, of peace, without the symbols of war, without the swords. Shlomo HaMelech extended this from the Mizbeah to the whole Beis Hamikdash. There was to be no use of metal, metal symbolized war, etc. So then how did they get those stones there, the gigantic stones, as we say, some 16 to 20 feet each? And they brought them without, chiseling them, without engraving them, without joining them together. The metra says you just deposited the stone into the wall and to the foundation and there it stood. It was like, not like, it was a nace. It was a miracle the way it was done. Now the question of metal, you did not use any metal in the, in the entire basement as I said, you didn't hear it. So the reason being, in other words, how did you engrave those stones, first of all, without using metal? It was a nace, one explanation. Two, we touched on it yesterday, was that magic, metaphysical, mystical animal known as the Shamir, the worm. The worm, according to Agatha, was invented, invented, created, on the sixth day of Voracious, resided in Ghanedin, had an amazing ability to use through stone, to chisel, to split, to engrave, to carve. In fact, our tells us it was used by Moshe in the uh, Mishkan itself. To do also the breastplate of the Kohen. Afterwards, it goes back to Gan Eden and the Medra tells us how Shlomo had to track it down using supernatural forces, including Shadim the Devil's, to bring it back, and that explains how it was able to get the stones to fit. So, one a pure nace, the other a very sort of mystical animal summoned from its. Abode in Ganeden and brought to use its special power to you stones. Now, we also said that from this we learned a minhog. A minhag is brought down, and it is brought down. It's in the Shokanurah, it's in the Kitzer, it's in the Mishnah Bura, a very strong minhog that we do not use, or rather during benching on Shabbos, we put away the knife or the other metal utensils we use to like slice the challah etc. They are covered or are taken away uh, completely. So the question is uh, why the obvious relationship of the mezbeach with today's counterpart of the Mizbeach is our shulchan. Our own tables are held to be the representation of the Mizbeah in our day, and so the same way as there was no metal on the Mizbeah, we removed the metal uh, from our tables. There is an even more bizarre explanation for this minhot. and what is shocking is that it's brought down everywhere. It's accepted as a universal reason why we remove the metal. Let me explain. The the Mishnah Brewer brings down a story, a Masa Shehoya of a man who was benching and became so agitated in the Birkas Hamazon when he came to Yibanei Shalaim that Jerusalem shall be built with the Temple that he actually took a knife and stabbed himself to death. I'm not making it up. It is brought down everywhere. Is that a Jew? What? A Japanese Jew? <laughs> a samurai. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. and so there you have, from that we get that minhog And so the question is even asked, I and mean, you could very logical question: Are you saying because this one possibly deranged person did this to himself, we have instituted a universal Minhog to remove the silverware before benching? The answer is yes, and the answer is that, yes, it may have been an extreme form of behavior, but it illustrates how thousands of years later, the loss of the mikdash and the dream that it will be restored is a very real living thing to uh, to a person, and it might even be uh, praiseworthy, although they do not encourage us to go to that extreme. So that explains a very interesting uh, minho. So now, we begin with the uh, the continue of the construction. And we've got the problem here that what Shlomo has done, he has laid the foundation and the flooring in stone. His ultimate purpose is to lay it entirely, overlay it with gold, the walls, the floors, etc. The problem is with a layer with stone underneath and gold on top, it's not gonna work. They can't, it slides off. It doesn't, uh, just doesn't meld together. So you needed an intermediate coating of wood. That's where the RZ, uh Levanon come in. So that what you had to do was after the foundation stone, you put wood and then you put the entire thing in gold Um, so let's begin with Tesbav Tesbav is going to explain the process as we outlined it with um, first the hechal that's outside of the Kodesh Kedoshim and then the Kodesh Kedoshim but the process was the same so uh as but slowas mikarka ad hasupan bais. He now puts the boards of cedar, you use the boards of cedar or arosin on the wall, but because you needed a stronger kind of wood on the flooring because of all the pedestrian traffic, you therefore used what uh, Hiram gave as well the, uh, the cypress tree. So he covers them, Uh, Kirishabayis, the walls of the house, uses cedar, floor of the house up until the ceiling, he uses the other kind of wood, and therefore he covers uh, the floor of the house with cypress. And then the measurements of even as a stream, Amo miyakase habayis betzlos al Rosim in harkarka ad hakiros twenty cubits from the floor to the top of the ceiling. Even Lomi mibayis lezvir the kodesh hakadoshim. And he builds it all the way. Does the same thing with the kodesh kadashim. So he's done the hechal and the kadash kadashim. But arbo in the Amo hayo habayisu hahechal lenei there was. Um the forty almost there. The eretz al Habayas Penima Miklas Pikaim him. There he does, he carves it. The wood is carved with these beautiful ornamentation of knobs, flowers, I call eretz, but there is all eretz ein even nearer. You do not see the underlying stone. And the same thing we say in the uh Udvir Bhato Khabayasknima. Heichen. This is a very interesting verb, and the Dvir before the bias, which we would assume is part of the sanctuary, in the midst of the, the bias, he um, prepares the Sitin shemesh aron bris hashem to put the ark of the covenant there. Why prepare? That's what you're doing. In the first year, a very interesting midrash. Shlomo foresaw that someday. That temple was going to be destroyed. And what he did was he prepared a series of underground tunnels, of underground corridors where the Aaron would be taken when it was threatened in the conquest by Nebuchadnezzar and hidden away. It was put away. We know there is no counterpart of the Aaron in Shani. and interestingly enough, it is never found. Uh, archaeologists have searched, people of searcher. there is no known place where the at aron is, but we say that Hakim he prepared for it. He hid it away. Interesting. Now, Litnehajvir and before in the Kodesh Kodeshim, again, Esrim Amar Orecha, Esrim Amar Rocha, 20 by 20, Esrim Amar Kol Maso, 20 above, it was more than 20, uh, because it went to the very top, by Yitzhak Beyu, Zohav Sogur, he covered it with Zohav sagur. by Yitzhak Mizbeach, even covers the altar with cedar, what is Zohav Sogur, it is gold that is so expensive, so rare that Suggler comes that when some store had this gold, the other store was Suggler. They they closed the store so in demand was this kind of gold. Vayitzav Shlomo is ha-bayas me-bni-mo-zahov-sogor, and he uses this zahov, this pure gold. Vayabot ber te ko he puts a chain with neha and covers that, Vayitzav Pehu be-zahov. Ves kol ha-bayas sipo-zahov, aton ko-koha-bayas v'chi asher lo-devir sipo The whole house the whole Beis HaMikdosh is overlaid with gold until it's finished and then the altar by the um, Heichal uh, again is overlaid, Sipa with gold. By v'tvir, and now shnei kruvim atzei shemen, eser amos komoso. Now remember, there was this very interesting ornamentation in the first, in the Mishkan, called the kruvim, the cherubs they were representational. One was a male child, one was a female child. When Bnei Isra was in favor, they would face each other and even embrace. When the Bnei Yisrael was in out of favor, they would turn away from each other. Now he puts a second set of Grugam, and you've got to assume that this is done by divine command. He isn't just, you know, uh, Ad libbing and adding a new set of kruvim. He has to have a basis for this. And these kruvim, The wingspan measures ten. From the first ones to the wings, the second one that comes to twenty amos and he puts them in the Kodesh Kodoshim, and the question is the Kodesh Kodoshim is barely 20 amos if not. And so how do they fit in? There'd be room for nothing else. There wouldn't be room for the aram. And of course, we ascribe it to a miracle and we ascribe it as part of the kruvim protrude, the wingspan, but they are miraculous and we will discuss them later on. So the eser ba'amah ha'kruv ha'sheni mija'achas v'ketsev echad l'shnei ha'kruvim So ten, as we say, ten, from ten makes twenty. The height, the komah ha'kruv e'echad eser ba'amah is ten, and so is the other ha'kruv ha'sheni, and we know it's not that tall. By yiteneh hakruvim b'toch habayis hamtimi, it's put within the inner kodesh kedoshim as kameh hakruvim Batika knafah echod bekiir beknaf hakruv hasheni nogas bekiir hasheni. There's absolutely no room, not an inch of space, so that it touches the walls. The kameh el toch habayis nogas knafah al chav, and the wings in the house they touch one another. And now he goes by heats up his He overlays them with gold. There's rose mesa All the walls of the house he surrounded with figures. The figures of the Kruvin and the. Um, They're ornamented with palm trees and open flowers both within and without. And similarly, the um, floor of the baysan is overlaid with gold for the one in and the one without. The inner wall, the outer floor. And the entrance, he made doors of uh, olive wood say Shemen, which is of course the finest of uh, olive wood, for Ayel Mezuzos Chamishot. And Shtay Dalasos Atsay Shemen, the two doors, he carves upon the two there, the Kruvin, the palm trees, the open flowers, and overlays them with gold. Um, and he does the same thing for the temple. The side posts, shemen, of olive wood of four parts, and two doors of cypress wood, folding they two fold into each other, and again the chruvim in palm trees representation are, are carved on it, and he overlays them with gold again with carved ornamentation, and then the inner court. That is the uh, Ulam, which is not a counterpart feature of the Mishkan, but obviously he was commanded to build it. And he does that with three rows of stone and again, cedar uh, wood. So, Bishanah ha-Raviyah, Beis Hashem, Biera Zu, in the uh, month of Ziv, he began the thing in the fourth year, and was the foundation was laid, and then in the eleventh year, B'shanat Achad Asrei, Biyerah Bull, Hu Chodesh Hashmini, Kalla Habayis Lacholz Barab, B'Chol Mishpatav, Bayivneu Sheva Shanim, and so it took seven years. It was finished actually, it took more than seven years. It goes to the month of Bull, which is Kheshfran, it gets the name Bull, as we know there were no Hebrew names for the months. Bull is from the Mabul, that was the month reputed where Noah and the door hamabol And so he has finished the job seven years working day and night. Just interestingly, tomorrow, in Yitzhak Hashem, we begin his house. Shlomo's own personal house, and it begins to take it t- 13 years. And so you might think, sure, for his own house, he's taking 13 years for the base Hamikdash, or just seven. The answer to the Mephoshim are oh, very fast to show no. He worked on that base Hamikdash seven years, not stopping a day, not resting a second. The 13 years from his house was very like a It was very, you know, on back burner. There were long days. But in any case, he has finished the bias Rishon in seven years, total dedication. And tomorrow we will start his, his own house plus the dedication of this bias reshown outcome.